Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in here live and on demand on Blaze TV radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace. He is Todd Erzin. And over there is Aaron McIntyre. We have a lot happening for you today. Uh, We will get to buy, sell, or hold at the bottom of the hour, the weekly profit of woe and lamentation. Daniel Horowitz will join us with checks notes. A potentially optimistic take. It's Daniel. That is the best I can do. Potentially, and I want to, I want to emphasize potentially. Nevertheless, there is emanating from even the likes of Mr. Horowitz a potentially optimistic take. If true, this is loaves and fishes stuff. I mean, it's now your definition of optimistic. I'm going to guess yeah. might be a little bit different than his. It's probably backhanded. <laughs> All right. Maybe could potentially be taken, perhaps. I'm already backtracking like Elon Musk. Uh, Potentially (laughs) taken as an optimistic take, maybe. Okay. Uh, But that is coming up a a little bit later on on the show. Uh, Six days from today, the midterm elections. We're going to have plenty about that here in Aaron's montage and discussion thereafter, which means time right now for you to get... The Blaze Media Ultimate Guide to the Midterms delivered straight to your inbox right now. Just go to theblaze.com slash election guide. Theblaze.com slash election guide. It is your ultimate guide to the midterms delivered straight to your inbox right now at theblaze.com slash election guide. I, I, I want to say something before we get, we get into the montage, because um, one of the first things I saw this morning is that uh, the new prime minister over there in the UK, Adam Kinzinger, well, it's not his name, but it might as well be, uh, they, they tried Mitt Romney, Boris Johnson. They then went to Lisa Murkowski. Is it Liz Truss? Was that Liz her name? Liz Truss. Yeah. And then there's the guy whose name I don't think I can pronounce. I don't even know who it is. Yeah, who's basically Adam Kinzinger, right? And he, it, he's he been prime minister here for like a day. The first two things he has commented upon is that we need to raise taxes to solve the British economy and climate change. And that is the conservative party in the UK. It is another reminder that the West, the West is lost to the spirit of the age. It is lost. This country is all that remains. And I know a lot of you feel this too. We are barely hanging on here. A nation like France couldn't produce a Charles de Gaulle if it tried. If it tried. Like if it tried to genetically engineer it from its current gene pool, it could not do it. It couldn't. Not that it, not that it wouldn't want to, because it wouldn't, but even if it wanted to, if the will was there, the worldview is not. It could not do it. The UK would put Margaret Thatcher on a watch list And that's what the conservative party in charge 
She'd be on a watch list. Canada basically elected a Carpathia boy king wannabe potentate. Germany, well, <laughs> Germany is as Germany does, basically. We're what's left. But here's the good news. History doesn't just repeat. It also rhymes. This has happened before. In fact, it happened twice in the last century. In the last century, the West almost succumbed to global authoritarian fascism. And then it almost succumbed to Sovietism. But it was the United States, or we the people, we were the ones who stood in the gap and we saved the day by God's grace. That history happened because a singular generation, despite its flaws, it raised a collective generation of brats known as boomers. It gave in to the welfare state and called it compassion. No generation is flawless. Because no human being is. But that generation did rise to the occasion, not once, but twice, to defeat the aforementioned elements I just cited. The question on the table that is going to determine, maybe even decide this era, is whether we are, our current generation, are we willing to stand in that gap? And I'm going to warn you, it's going to be harder. Oh, there, 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 there may not be Hiroshima's, Nagasaki's, Pearl Harbor's, D-Day's. But relationally, this is going to be harder. Because this time, this time the global fascists and the Soviets are our neighbors. They're our countrymen. And I think a lot of people would much prefer to risk taking a bullet 2,000 miles away than a shunning on Facebook two clicks away. We are just such relationally driven creatures. The idea of the direct face-to-face ideological confrontation frightens, I think, far more of us than fighting an amorphous enemy we have no real connection to on a personal level from a country whose language we do not speak. But that is the question that will decide the era. Never forget, we are not a nation of laws, and we never have been. We are a nation of political will, and we always will be. Do not cite laws to the lawless. They will not be persuaded. Do not cite traditions to nihilistic stained glass window smashers. They will not be inspired. You must be willing to uphold and enforce such things. Or you will lose your entire way of life. Because it won't stop. It can't stop. And even if it could, it won't stop itself anyway. 
Here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by Elon Musk's Twitter was cool while it lasted. Elon Musk, the new chief twit, posted these tweets late last night. Quote, talk to civil society leaders. He proceeds to list a bunch of lefties about how Twitter will continue to combat hate and harassment and enforce its election integrity policies. Twitter will not allow anyone who was deplatformed for violating Twitter rules back on platform until we have a clear process for doing so which will take at least a few more weeks. Twitter's Content Moderation Council will include representatives with widely divergent views, which will certainly include the civil rights community and groups who face hate-fueled violence. Okay. In other news, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court has ordered counties there not to count any ballots that are undated or incorrectly dated for the upcoming midterm elections. The move is a win for Republican-aligned groups who filed a lawsuit on the matter just a few weeks ago. Speaking of Pennsylvania, here's John Fetterman. What do you think the biggest cause of inflation is, and should the Biden administration be doing more? No, I, I just do. I, I think the, uh, that simply is also, Leah, that's talk about the trillions in, in massive tax uh, tax uh, cuts to the corporate uh, tax uh, structure as well. True. You know, trillions of dollars that have added to the deficit. And, and now they still want to support those as well. True. A new Trafalgar poll of the New York Senate race shows Chuck Schumer with a 10-point lead over Republican Joseph Penyon. In Nevada, the latest Emerson poll there shows Republican Adam Lexalt opening up a five-point lead over Catherine Cortez Masto in that Senate race. A notable poll out of Minnesota shows Republican Jim Schultz with a seven-point lead over radical left-winger Keith Ellison in that state's attorney general race. The poll was conducted by KSTP-TV. In New Hampshire, a new St. Anselm poll finds Republican Don Bolduch with a one-point lead over incumbent Democrat Maggie Hassan. Real Clear Politics is now projecting Republicans will gain four seats in the Senate, leaving them with 54 total after the election. Moving on, protests have broken out all over Brazil after polls show the far-left candidate Lula da Silva won the presidential election by less than two points. Current Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro has not yet conceded the race. Canadian pastor Tim Stevens, who was charged with breaching public health orders regarding COVID for continuing to hold outdoor church services at Fairview Baptist Church in Alberta, has been acquitted of all charges. He was arrested twice last summer in front of his family, as you may remember. I would say continue the course that you're continuing on. Push further ahead, push harder if you need to. And that, that's how much harder can we push here? I, I, I don't know how far Will you have gone. Will you arrest me and take me away from them too? I have like, no reason to arrest you, right? So I'm going to leave it at that, okay? <laughs> My daddy. Bye, guys. Groomer update, who could have seen this coming? A prominent New York tranny activist has been arrested for soliciting sex from a minor. Lelena Munez, I think a dude, was caught in a sting operation recently. And finally, another honest Democrat midterm ad, this time from the Babylon Bee. In 2016, America entered a time of darkness. We elected an orange man who was literally Hitler, and the entire country suffered under his rule. But then, America was saved. Embraced by the loving arms of our new president, Joe Biden. Biden has brought back kindness and decorum. 
No, I wish you were in high school. I could take him behind the gym. Biden is a voice of clarity. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in uh, foot. A voice of reason. He is the smartest man I know. They're going to put you all back in chains. And he's good with numbers. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. 700 billion and a trillion 300 million billion dollars. You can watch that full video on the Babylon Bee's YouTube channel. And that's what happened while we were away. Aaron's Montage brought to you by our friends over at Preborn. They are the ministry that takes pro-life activism to the next level. They go to the streets to get uh, moms like mine was decades ago. Uh, Scared, uh, pregnant, unmarried unintended pregnancy, wondering, uh, am I ready to be a mom? What do I do with my baby? They show them that it is actually a baby. They let them see a sonogram, the heartbeat of their child. Because about 80% of the time when a mom does, her conscience is convicted that she can't go through with it. But you also want to be there for them. And so this is why we wanted to sign on with Preborn here on the show. It's the, it's the aftercare that they provide. They, they, they love them both, the mom and the baby. Maternity care, baby clothes, diapers, car seats, counseling, and much more. And all of it is free, provided people like us provide the resources. If you want to do that, dial pound 250 right now and say the keyword baby. Dial pound 250 right now, say the keyword baby, or just go to preborn.com slash Steve. That's preborn.com slash Steve. All right, let's... Let's go to the montage. For now, I want to table the Elon Musk conversation because I have a theory about what is occurring here. And I want to let it play out for at least a couple more days to find out. All right? Fair? So yeah. I just want to, I want to, I want to, I want to table that for now. Um, I, I want to get into what is happening with the polling. Um, you are being lied to right now. No. Yeah, you are. Um, well, first, let me say this. We all have issues. <laughs> first, let, first, let me say this. Politico man. I mean, I... Whatever is, you know... Almost no one knows what you're talking about yet. Yeah. That's what's great. Whatever, whatever is your drug of choice over there, <laughs> Huey Lewis, man, you have earned it. I mean, someone over there on the cult is like, don't give up the ship. <laughs> Everyone else, as we're going to discuss right now, is retconning the hell out of their data to make it look like they called this all along. And Politico comes out there this morning with a poll that gives us on the con- the generic congressional ballot, Democrats plus five. I mean, you'd have to. <sighs> I think I respect that. And, and it, uh, of course, the Politico poll is the is, is beyond peeing on you and telling you it is raining. I mean, they literally emptied their bladder into your mouth, grabbed an entire thing of eight ball, just tanked it in one setting, and then unzipped and unloaded their bladder on you again and said, man, we really need an umbrella. I mean, I, that's really what the Politico poll is. OK, but I got to say, as a guy that, you know, is driven by conviction and is spending a lot of his time during the day trying to get more of y'all driven by conviction. 
I kind of respect the level of conviction. It's demonic. It's destructive. And all these people perpetuating it are probably going to hell. Seriously. Nevertheless, they have a wonderful singing voice. But I mean, I have to, I mean, this is such a, this is, the, the Politico poll is, you signed up for Hale Bop. And your appointment to join was the morning after they all took the hemlock. And you're looking at the dead bodies. And you're like, sorry, I missed this. That's what it is. I don't even know. And, and, and maybe I just have a strange fascination with this one because I used to write for them. They used to pay me. I mean, I've received checks from Politico, okay? And so I know that somewhere, many years ago, you know, like 2012, there was some shard morsel Adam of integrity attempted. And now <laughs> this is the answer to the question. Where did Baghdad Bob end up? Yes. Working? And now with the rest of their industry, which I'll get to that in a moment, retconning like a mother right now. All right. I respect the cultic stubbornness to hold on to the end. I do thoughts on that. You must be in a good mood today. I am in a good, I am in a good mood today. I am in a good mood today. It's just, I don't know. I mean, I just, I don't even find it like sinister. I don't. I, I find sinister what I'm about to tell you about. That's sinister. This, this is an enemy that is easy to defeat. It's just, this is so obvious. This is just right out in the open. I'm not even going to attempt to lie uh, to you. Uh, I'm just going to lie to you, and you're going to know it. It's not sophisticated. It's not complicated. I mean, Politico is literally just high on its own supply, okay? And, every, it, and anyone with a brain would recognize maybe that. Maybe you're going to get to this on the sinister. But is it easy to defeat, though? Because to me, this is the transgendering of everything. And it's it's it has to do exactly with uh, Pennsylvania Fetterman. Right. Like, everybody, not boy, girl, different. And they're just like, no, they're not. Fetterman, utterly. So when I say post-argument, they are taking this all the way. We I see you and raise you. They, they trans a man right there. They basically transgendered. You, him right in front of you by saying yeah this is articulate this makes sense why why would you have a problem with any of this when he clearly is in need of being in a home almost all right you're right but here's what the political poll is the political poll is a naked man with a full erection impregnating a female in front of you while claiming to be female who would fall for that don't make me answer uh, that question. Yes. But, um, yeah. but, <laughs> see? Right, imagine that was their lead message. Imagine they started with that. It is their lead message. Yes. This is what I'm saying. Don't take this away from me, Erzin. Damn you. <laughs> I love that Aaron went with the strawberry chocolate or vanilla voice. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get to the sinister then. Forget it. Forget the whole thing. I'm uncomfortable with this positivity. <laughs> what is sinister, to me anyway, is, is what 
every other mainstream poll is attempting to do right now. They are retconning like a mother. This is the gaslighting. They're going to pretend, and they're telling you, you know, like the sudden deaths, they just ignore. Well, we have to, this is a, this a stark and sudden shift towards Republicans in this election. At the last minute, people gave uh, Joe Biden every last chance, but again, alas, the inflation they could do nothing about just is going to be too much, too tall of a task. That's a lie. Democrats were never winning this election, ever. They were always losing it. It was just a matter of what was the scale of the loss. They were lying to you when they claimed they were ahead on the generic ballot. They're now all lying to you when they have suddenly now the GOP ahead. The GOP has been ahead this entire time. When I have talked about stealing elections and the margin of cheating, they had an entire operation set up to steal the last election. They were given courtesy of the Trump administration, the keys to the front door to come in and raid the home. Mail-in ballots all over the country because it wasn't safe to get out and vote. We had to lock down. And Trump spent the month of May arguing with Brian Kemp in Georgia about whether it was early enough to open up as opposed to advancing that, that narrative himself. So they had, they had the method, the means. They already had the motive. Orange man bad, you got to get rid of him, right? I mean, how many, how many lies did they tell in the four years of Donald Trump? So they already had the motivation. Now they had the means. They were just handed, handed the means, mail-in voting. And then they had the opportunity with the polling narrative. Their fake polls, how fake were they? In the 2020 election, the 16 polls that make up the real clear politics polling average were off by an average of almost five points. They were just crafting a narrative. Battleground state polls were off by an average of almost four points. They were just crafting a narrative with that polling, polling that you know Biden was going to win Wisconsin by 15 points. They were just crafting a narrative to justify the irregularities and numerical and mathematical asymmetrical impossibilities that came out of that election. And to punish you, to and justify punishing you if you didn't buy into correct. it. Correct. And the narrative was Trump is just uniquely unpopular. And that's why we have all these, eh? that's why we lost all these bellwether counties and somehow across the country and somehow still won the election. They don't have any of those things now. They don't have the mass ballot harvesting operations at their disposal. The early voting margins that are legal in these states are way down for Democrats compared to what they have been in the past. Right now, it looks like Republicans are going to win early voting in Florida overall statewide for the first time ever. So they don't have the early voting ballot harvesting Mac machine. They don't have a polling narrative to justify. You can't swipe seven, eight points. 
I hope they do. I would. In fact, if, if Steve, if given the choice of your predictions of a red tsunami or them at, at successfully stealing it, what would you choose? I would actually choose successfully stealing it because it would be so obvious. Whatever critical mass of conviction we currently don't have to actually stop the mob outside of Lot's house, I think that would probably do it. So I would take it. We couldn't be that fortunate. I'd much rather try to go up against the devil in a red pitchfork and unit or in a pitchfork and a red unitard. But alas, we get wolves in sheep's clothing instead. They can't steal it. It's too far gone. That's why their polling operations are now retconning like a mother. So they can claim they forecasted this right the whole time. So that when you all nominate Trump again here in a few years and they do the exact same polling operation and people like me come out and point out that these polls can't be trusted, those say, well, we, we told you that the Republicans were going to win this landslide in 2022. We told you the truth about that. What are you talking about? We, and you guys didn't have to nominate Trump. You didn't have to nominate somebody so uniquely unpopular. You chose to do that. You see, what I'm, see where this, that's, yeah. that's what this is all about. That's the sinister. I mean, they're running commercials on national television. Trump is already making plans to steal the 2024 election. That's what it literally says. Those are the literal words. Saw it last night myself. And when you, and when you watch the ad, the plan is he's going to try to win it. That's the plan. He's going to try to win the election. They're already crafting the narrative for them to do this to him again and to you. But the margins in this one are too strong. They can't do it. And so that's why you're watching them here at the last minute retcon to retain some salvage of shred of credibility so they can use it against you next time. Quinnipiac is one of the worst pollsters in America. DeSantis' gubernatorial election by like eight points in 2018. It missed the 2020 presidential election by 7.9 points. Is that good? No. No. It's one of the worst pollsters in America. They have a poll out today with Republicans winning a majority of the Hispanic vote nationwide. Now, I've been pretty aggressive. It's kind of funny. Everybody mocked me. Now, Real Clear Politics is predicting what I was predicting two weeks ago. They have the same Senate margin that I had two weeks ago. Only difference now for me in Real Clear Politics is Colorado and, and Washington Senate seats. I think it is absolutely possible Republicans could win a majority of Hispanic voters. I'm not willing to quite go that far. Let me tell you what happens if Republicans win a majority of Hispanic voters. Because now the red tsunami term that I coined a few weeks ago, all kinds of people are using that term now. What's beyond a red tsunami? Red wedding. Like Republicans win a majority of Hispanics nationwide. Gavin Newsom is going to sweat out next Tuesday. That's a red wedding. That's beyond anything we've ever seen. And keep in mind, when Trump took office in January of 2017, we already had fewer Democrats in elected office in America than we had had at any point since before the Great Depression. We're talking Civil War times because all the Democrats were in the Confederacy and seceded. We're talking anemic levels. Finally, so few Democrats that apparently the security people can watch the cameras at the Pelosi residence because there's no other Democrats to protect. 
you're talking about a red wedding if that happens. Gentlemen, your thoughts. Well, if that happens, that comes with duties and responsibilities. Because if that happens, it's happening not for purely ideological reasons or anything like that. It's happening because there is clearly this... They may not know how to exactly put it into words, but the gut feeling of all different kinds of people are coming together who not necessarily would before because they know that somebody has to pay for this. It's not just Kesara, Kesara, we want this. No, no. This has gotten bad enough. Somebody needs to pay. So that means, and this is why I say it's the most important election of our lifetime, somebody is going to have to pay. When you that demand is placed on you and you fail on meeting out that level of justice, it's probably your last chance to get a shot at doing so. Exactly what Todd said. This can't be fire in a blank here after this is over. I was I was surprised, surprised yesterday to hear of the white suburban woman vote coming home to the GOP, because I was aware as well that prior to Trump, that was a pretty sturdy voting block for the GOP. Them coming back home, combined with the numbers uh, in Hispanics, look at Miami-Dade County. Republicans are winning the early voting in Miami-Dade County. There's a yo. There's a harbinger right there when you look at the demographics there. If you combine the white suburban woman and the trends with Hispanics, red wedding. We'll come back. Buy, seller, hold to get going. When we do, stay tuned. Now let's talk about one of Todd's favorite products that we discuss here on the show. Our friends over at Bonner Private Wines. First class foreign wines grown at about 9,000 feet of altitude deep in the Andes Mountains in South America. Families that have been doing this now for a couple of centuries. They do it the old-fashioned way without any chemicals or additives. And these are great tasting red wines. All three of us have sampled them amply, just not as amply as Mr. Erzin has and consistently. Um, if you are a wine lover like Todd, you will absolutely love these wines. We've been telling you about the outstanding deal now for a couple of years. You go to bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve, and they take half off uh, the shipping and then half off the price. And that is for the, the three-pack of red wine. Well, now they've added a bonus bottle of small batch limited production wine from their exclusive wine cellar. They throw that in as well. So now it's four bottles instead of three that you get half off the wine and it's for the price of three, half off the wine and then half off the shipping when you go to bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve. Again, that's bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve. One, one more thing on the polling before we get to buy, sell, or hold because one of the things I've always wanted to do on this show is help you become a, a smarter, more discriminating uh, customer and viewer of political content because a lot of it, even from Fox, frankly, is constructed to make people like you feel disempowered. And so, you know, I don't want my people to perish for a lack of knowledge. I want, I don't want, I don't want to become like your source to get accurate election information and analysis or one of them. Um, I want to help you become your own source. That whole, you know, teach you to fish thing. 
what's happening in this election is essentially the Youngkin Coalition in Virginia is being formed nationwide with the addition of Hispanics. What Glenn Youngkin pulled off in Virginia with roughly the same black turnout, it was 18% in 2020, just over 16% in 2021 in the gubernatorial election. But what he did is he took the suburban whites that abandoned the Republicans in the Trump years, and he brought them home. At the same time, he held on to the rural whites that Trump added to the Republican Party. So he married the traditional suburban Republican coalition with the new Republican MAGA rural coalition. And he only got 32% of the Hispanic vote, which is a pretty average GOP kind of number, anywhere from 28 to, say, 32, 33. And he took a state that Biden had just won by 10 points and flipped it in a 12-point swing. He won by two. So Youngkin flipped Virginia. When you guys ask me, where am I coming up with some of these really aggressive forecasts? I'm going to show you right here with Virginia as my model. Without, without an influx of new Hispanic voters. Youngkin took a two-point depression of black voters. Two points. That's it. Took a two-point depression of black voters from 18 to 16% of the electorate in one state. And by simply bringing home the suburban whites and marrying them to Trump's MAGA base, he produced a 12-point swing in Virginia in one year. And that was with the traditional red wave election. Suburban swing white votes, swing to the party out of power, in this case, Republicans. He didn't create any form of like a new dynamic. And all Democrats suffered was a two-point loss in black turnout. And he was able to swing a 12-point state, okay? Or swing a state 12 points in one, in one cycle. What happens if Youngkin would have gotten 42% of the Hispanic vote? You are about to find out. Because this is what's going to happen all over the country. I think Republicans will outperform what Youngkin did with Hispanics in Virginia nationwide by 8 to 10 points. I think it is also possible that you will see black turnout drop another two to four points nationwide because the Democrats have depressed their own base. So again, just to make sure I'm, everybody follows me on this. We haven't gotten to the watershed Hispanic transition we're talking about this year yet in Virginia. All Yunkin did was bring home suburban whites, marry them to the existing rural whites that Trump flipped, And with a two-point drop in black turnout, that alone was a 12-point swing in Virginia statewide. 12 points. 12 points. That can be emulated in all kinds of states. But what happens when 40, 
45% of Hispanics vote GOP. And black turnout goes down another 2 to 4%. My map happens. That's why it's my map. I'm not just making stuff up. Has this been the show people traditionally have gone to for the rosy take, Todd? No. People, how many people get up in the morning and say to themselves, you know what, man? Chips are down. Going to Dace for the win-win for the Gipper speech because he always brings it home. This is not... That is not their experience. That, that is not, this is not the place people go to for unbridled optimism. I'm, I'm just a weatherman here. I'm giving you a forecast. I'm looking at the atmospheric conditions and telling you what's likely to happen as a result. At a minimum, you're going to see the Yunkin Coalition at a minimum. You will see the Yunkin Coalition duplicated nationwide. At a minimum. At a minimum, suburban whites will come home to the GOP and be married with rural whites. That's, that's, that's the floor of what is going to happen and has been really for some time. But if we, start, if we see Republicans break the, a, a 40% wall with Hispanics, which I think is absolutely doable. Well, then... then then the black gate comes down. Not saying Mordor will be routed. But at the very least, you have taken down its outer defenses. Thoughts, gentlemen? Did I, did I explain that well? Yeah. I, go ahead, Aaron. This is what I was, I was talking about <laughs> or trying to express yesterday after the conversation with Rich Barris, the people's pundit. The, the, the culmination of those two factors... Take this well beyond. So uh, two weeks ago, nobody was talking about the Washington Senate race. Nobody is still talking about the Colorado, both the governor and the Senate races. You have them both red on your map. Two weeks ago, it was laughable. It was laughable that Lee Zeldin would win outside the margin of cheating in New York. Mm -hmm. There are things that are not even all of those things are well within our radar now. Mm hmm. There are things that are not on our radar right now that could happen if we break 40% or a majority of Hispanics along with the suburban white vote, white woman vote, coming home to the GOP. I'm sorry, the suburban women vote coming home to the GOP. There are things that are not on our radar. I don't know what those things are because they're not on our radar. That's the level of, that's the, this is going beyond tsunami here. That's the level that we could see on Tuesday if both of those things break the way that they look like they are trending, trending and breaking towards. Let's go to Colorado for a second. You guys mind if I take a little extra time and explain this? Because I want the audience to understand for when the time comes that I give you news that you do not want to hear. It is with the exact same methodology that I am now giving you news that you do want to hear. This is a data-based program because that's what I am about. And you thank God for that during COVID. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I want, I love cut and dried news and information. And guys who know me well, like these two guys do, they'll tell you, I would rather know the certainty of bad stuff than the uncertainty of lying to myself about good stuff. A lot of people are not like that. And frankly... I'm jealous of you. Uh, I wish I could be like that, but I am not. I need to know what is real. I just have to, even if it's really bad. 
It's just the way that I'm wired. So I don't want you to think here that I'm pumping sunshine or anything else. Let's go to Colorado. All right. And so this is my buddy, Randy Corcoran. If you're listening, Randy, who is one of the Republican National Committee men out in Colorado. So he's involved in the party. One of the founding members of the Tea Party in Colorado. Great guy. Been on his show uh, there in Denver. And he texted me the other day. He's like, all right, man, Obi-Wan, what are you seeing with Colorado Red? I'm not seeing it. Let me explain to you why I'm doing that. I don't know who the Republican nominee for governor in Colorado is. I don't even know their name. Do you know their name? No. No, I, I told you yesterday I didn't know who, what a Tiffany Smiley was until 48 hours ago. All right. I just knew what Patty Murray's numbers were. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know who the Republican nominee was, didn't know the name until 48 hours ago. I do not know the name of the Republican gubernatorial nominee in Colorado. And I'm going to explain to you why I'm going to predict he is going to win next week or she. I don't, they, I don't know. Hell, it's Colorado. Might have a Republican day in that state. Who knows? All right. So we just talked about Virginia. All right. What Glenn Youngkin was able to put together in Virginia only getting 32% of the Hispanic vote. They were only 5% of the electorate in Virginia in 2021. They were only five. In the 2020 presidential race, that only went up to like 6 or 7%. So they were not a major factor in Virginia electoral politics in the last two cycles. Hispanics were not. In Colorado, they are. In Colorado, make sure I have the number right here. In, in Colorado, 12% of Colorado's electorate was Hispanic in 2020. 12. Joe Biden won them 58 to 38 by 20 points. Colorado in total as a state. Oh, let me look that up just a second. Colorado. Forgive me, I thought I had that on my screen. 2020 presidential results. Colorado, Biden won it by 13 points. All right? So we just talked about what Glenn Youngkin was able to do for a 12-point swing in 2021. And keep in mind, the changes that Youngkin benefited from in 2021 were in their nascent stages. You guys see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Inflation had not reached the culmination of what it is right now, for example. We didn't have baby formula shortages. We weren't, we weren't funding Ukraine and driving up even beyond. We were already seeing gas prices go up, but even at, we weren't looking at diesel, diesel fuel shortages. The transgender hospitals hadn't been yes, exposed yes, yet. We had yes, not, yeah, we had just begun to see some of that stuff actually out of Loudoun County, Virginia, with what had gone on in the right. schools there, right? So many of the systemic societal indicators that are driving this election were still in their nascent stages. They were not fully realized. Now they're a house fire. Yeah. Now it is, it, it's... It's a mushroom cloud mm-hmm. across the country now, right? Okay. So that's something to keep in mind. Youngkin pulled this off at the, at the beginning of this wave of dissension to the current regime. This wave's up here now, fair? Yeah. All over the country. So Youngkin did this with a 12-point swing, and all he did, all he did was take a traditional swing state like Colorado, Virginia, a traditional swing state, and brought suburban whites home to, me, to, to, be, to marry to the, to the rural whites that Trump brought in. That's all he did. 
didn't have didn't make any inroads really with the black population. There was a minor depression in black voters and only got 32 percent of Hispanics who were a small part of the vote. That's all that he did. What happens if the Republican nominee does at least that at least bring some of those suburban whites home to the Republican Party in a state that Republicans used to win fairly routinely, actually? It was it was it was close. It was swinging, but it was it was swing tilt tilt red. What happens if the Republican nominee now cuts that margin of Hispanics in half and does that? They absolutely can win. Absolutely, they can win. See, I'm not just making stuff up, guys. I'm not peddling this to you. Just like when I give you news you don't want to hear, I'm not doing that either. I'm looking at data at least the best data that I can find and telling you what I think it means. Now, it may not mean what I think it means. So by all means, analyze it yourself and we try to show you how to do that. So I don't even need to know the name of the Republican nominee for governor. I don't know who they are. I don't care. I'm not a Colorado voter. I don't need to know. They might be terrible. Probably are. Most Republicans are. But there is a dynamic at play here that is far beyond the normal machinations and ebbs and flows of, of, of what we have t- typically seen. Does this, does this maybe drive this point home a little bit more as I'm trying to explain this to people? Just reminds me of the conversations you tried to explain about environment back in it is what it is. Yeah, the environment is what it is. Now, Colorado Hispanics might be uniquely communist. I don't know. Smoke a lot of pot there. Yeah, yeah, maybe Colorado Hispanics are unlike the Hispanics all over the rest of the country that are like, F that noise. We're not training our kids. I, I don't know. You know, they might. That is, is, it, is that a state that's also known for some outliers? Yep. Yeah. So is it possible if you're on the ground in Colorado, you know more than me because you know that the Hispanics in your state truly are just the Doobie Brothers and that's all they care about? That, if that's true, then take everything I just said and flush it. It does not apply. There's a specific event happening on the ground that is unique in your, in, your, in your station that doesn't apply to the general rule that I am applying, okay? But the general rule that I'm applying remains the rule nevertheless. Your state may end up being an exception to it because it just turns out Colorado Hispanics just love the hammer and sickle. They just love it. I, I don't know. We'll find out, okay? But do you at least now understand why I'm making the projections I am making because of the demographic developments and data sets that this election cycle are presenting themselves. I'm not just throwing darts at a board here. How much do I like to be wrong? Zero. I mean, don't I, I just get off on it, right? Like I'm over here, like, and I'm over here, like, you know, Andrew Cuomo pitching my nipples when I'm wrong. I got a fetish for it. I just love being wrong. I get off on it. Can't wait to be wrong. You guys just know it's just you're, you're uh, straight up Jim Kramer, Kramer wannabe. Over there. <laughs> yes, I hate it. Hate it. Can't stand it. Hate being wrong. If the, if the blaze offered me a choice. We'll pay you a million dollars a year or we tell you you're right every day. I'm choosing, tell me I'm right every day. And I'm not even thinking twice about it. This is what I think the data really shows. Might there be some outliers that defy it? Sure, human nature is not an algorithm. But the data is what it is. We're heading to red wedding territory.
All right, we're back here with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd Erz and Aaron McIntyre and all of you. I got to give you a heads up really quick. Um, shortchanged our advertising partners there in that first hour uh, because there's two reasons why we get paid to do this, them and you. All right. And I wanted to give you guys first dibs because I, I wanted to, I could hear, uh, as I put out my election projections, I can hear my old algebra teacher from Jackson Park Junior High, Mr. Judovic's voice in my ear telling me, show your work, Stephen. Okay. So I, I wanted to walk you through my thought process and, and why I came up with the calculations I did a few weeks ago when you guys all thought I was nuts. And now everybody has basically the same calculations I had a few weeks ago and why I've gotten even more aggressive in the last week or so. Doesn't mean I'm going to be right. I may, I may have outkicked my coverage this time. We shall see. But I wanted you to at least see there are fundamental reasons why I do the things I do. And, and I want to share them with you so you can do them too. Okay? Because Fox News polling, for example, is some of the worst in the entire industry. Because they don't want you to know how influential you are in the process either. They want to control you. They're the Overton window on the other side. And so I, I just think it's very important that we show you guys how to feed yourselves when it comes to understanding political information and election year coverage. Um, it's also key to read the signs of the times when it comes to our friends over at My Patriot Supply. You never know when Let's Go Brandon may hit the food supply in mass. Wouldn't shock me at all if the regime chose to punish you this winter for punishing them next week by just suddenly deciding, oh, snap, we're short on some of your favorite foods. Who knew? I mean, after all, they punished you by, you know, taking away medications that would have saved your lives and lives of people you care about and instead giving you a jab that poisoned you and killed the people you care about. So what's a little malice among friends, as Nefarious says in an upcoming movie? Uh, if you want to go to our friends at My Patriot Supply, get the three-month emergency food kit now. That's breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, even snacks. The full 2,000-plus complement of calories you need for everyone in your household right now at MyPatriotSupply.com. Free shipping and $250 off. Free shipping and $250 off when you go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Don't forget, you can email the show, Steve at SteveDace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor, and Gab. You can follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter, Getter, TikTok, and Instagram. Go to Rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. Did you see Rumble told the uh, French government today to take a flying leap when they yeah. tried to get him to do censorship? They just said, you know what? We'll just black out France because we don't do any business with you guys anyway. So up yours. Yep. That's how you do. Amen. Right there. Yeah. Also, check me out on uh, Truth Social over at uh, at Real Steve Dace on Truth Social at Real Steve Th- Steve Dace there. And if you're a podcast listener, please leave us a five star review, hit subscribe or follow. Thank you very much to all of you who have done those things for us already. Let's get to it. One of our most popular segments every week: Buy, Sell, or Lindsay. Brought to you by our friends over at realestateagentsitrust.com. Todd, in these unprecedented times, Dang. make sure you dare not go into the real estate market without a trusty sidekick known as a full-time successful track record proven real estate agent. Where would you find such an individual? The good news is we made it as easy for you as pie. Just go to realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll hook you up with one of our vetted 
agents. We've got a waiting list of thousands because we don't just take anybody. We verify their track record of success before we recommend them to you. And a lot of times, these are agents that also come from this audience. So they have the same values that you do as well. Uh, the process is simple. Just go to realestateagentsitrust.com today, provide us with some basic info, and then our team will reach out to you to make an introduction to one of our preferred agents at realestateagentsitrust.com. Aaron, with a lot of help from his friends, that would be you, puts forth towards Todd and I, predictions, lists, prophecies. Todd, you and I will determine, are we going to buy it, sell it? If we ever, however, choose to hold then we have violated the dude code by not taking a stand and we will have to be held by the one and only Lindsey Graham. Are you ready for that, brother? I am not. Held by Lindsey Graham or sharing a cell in Russia with Brittany Griner? Go. Russia and Griner, I think. I think they think Russia? That has some interesting conversation. Maybe because maybe they might slip you some 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 vodka, you know, out of pity on a day. You're just only to be pitied if you're being held by Lindsey Graham. Like anything, I was going to talk about anything and say it was preferable. Anything, you, and literally you keep anything. to that, and I'm not fair. Let's get to it, Aaron. All right, we will begin with our own Gaston Mooney, who says 2024, oh, nice. the GOP has filibuster-proof majority in the Senate. White House and House control uh, control assumed here. So GOP <clears throat> filibuster-proof majority in the Senate. They will control the House and the White House in 2024. The map, the Senate map is actually more favorable to Republicans in 2024. I haven't looked at it recently, but I remember thinking that, that it's actually more favorable to Republicans than it is this year. Sell. I'm going to sell, though, and I'm going to sell for two reasons. Number one, the likelihood with Trump at the top of the ticket. And we, we, we cannot... Ignore that there is an element of suburban voter that does not like him, will not like him, and I I just I and I don't believe that it's Trump's brand to try to repackage himself, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think I can't see Trump doing a Nixon two point where he's not tricky dick anymore. And that's one of his, to his fans, that's one of his most endearing qualities. He is what he is. You like that. You know what you're getting. You know what I'm saying? But there is a, there's a trade-off. And I say this as someone that has a bit of a similar personality. You know what you're getting from me? And to people that like it, that is endearing to you. To people that don't, oh, you despise it. And there's really probably nothing I could do to change your mind. And so I, I do think there is a limiting qual- uh, quality that will, I still would heavily favor Trump to win. But I think that there is the potential for suburban seepage with him as a nominee, as opposed to, say, somebody like a DeSantis. The other factor is. I need to see Republicans. Somewhere. Deliver on behalf of these Hispanic voters, I need I need to see them consummate that relationship. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I, like I, like I, I, I need to see them deliver the way that the, the that LBJ delivered with the Voting Rights Act and the Civil Rights Act after, you know, um, and, and blacks had their initial migration to the Democratic Party under Truman and then Kennedy. I need to see the Republicans do this for Hispanics to consummate that relationship because if they don't, then I could also see that that voting block is more up for grabs too. 
And so that's why I'm going to sell. And there's one more aspect of this, which is why I'm selling. Remember, these these Democrats are not, you know, they're talking out of one side of their mouth in the past for political reasons. But by and large, they want what everybody wants, you know, a, a certain degree of stability and comfort and yada, yada, yada. Now, they, these Democrats were trying to tank this country for the last two years. They want it to be bad. They in no way want things to improve. They are not only counting on the Republicans not having the stomach to change it, but if they do, they absolutely plan on torpedoing things in a far more overt way than you've ever experienced uh, before. So I, even if Republicans up their game, I don't, I don't think they truly understand the enemy quite Yet, And when you're dealing with that level of sabotage, a lot of people aren't prepared to deal with the reality of that either. So they won't see the reality. If they saw it, it would be true. They would never let these people have power again. Mm -hmm. But we don't have those eyes to see yet. By the way, Gaston's our president here at the Blaze. Yes. That's why we chuckled when we saw that he was the first submission. So go ahead. Uh, next up, we go to Empty Road, who says Avatar 2 is a sequel no one really cares about and will only be moderately successful due to a lack of any real competition. I actually buy this. I hear like no talk about it at all. No buzz about it. I've been in theaters the last couple of months when the trailer is ran. There hasn't been any uh, oohs or ahs or guffaws. Um I suspect it will dominate at the box office because of what the what the suggester says there with the lack of competition. But I, I do not believe it'll be um, the global phenomenon that the original was, what, like a decade ago now? Wasn't it like 2010 or something when the original came out? Uh, it's been a while. It's, it's 2009, yeah. 2010, something yeah, like somewhere that. Yeah, somewhere in there. So I, I'm going to buy that, actually. If it's good, I will sell. I, I mean, that sounds ridiculous to say but i think there's been we, because of covid the dearth of quality movies i mean steve you laid out how this summer how many of the blockbusters were just dreadful mm -hmm. thor um jurassic park you said you didn't like either if this is actually good like the first one and, and we can argue about the you know i i found it to be much less oppressive when i actually saw it you know it it, it clearly has its message but if, if he's gone totally dialed it up to 11 and really went full-on environment Nazi in this thing, of course not. But if it's actually a good movie, people are hungry for that again. So I will sell. Next, we go to Amy Staubach, who says a red tsunami, a red tsunami actually lowers the probability of Trump getting the nomination in 2024. She says there's too many people, so I think Lake uh, DeSantis, who do what he does better, and Senate hearings on the jab will leave him included in the antagonists of COVID stand. I'll sell. The, for the part about pe too many people who do things better, that'll, that won't hurt. That part won't hurt Trump. That part would actually help Trump, though. Like, it's a, of a type. Even if he's not as good, they'll see it working. They'll want more of it. That actually would help him. I will sell two. There's only two people that are, have any shot of winning the Republican nomination, provided they're both healthy and alive, Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. The only two things that will stop Donald Trump from running are legalities and health. Those other factors you're mentioning, again, again, it comes down to your perspective on Trump. I, I just, I don't think there's any level of self-awareness that he cares about any of that. 
and again, there's times that works to our advantage. And then there's other times, you know, that you cringe, but I, I just, you cannot analyze Donald Trump with conventional wisdoms or po- or processes. Health and the legal system are the only two things that will stop him from actually running. Next, Spoon self-defense expert says Brazil has begun a civil war. You know, I'm going to buy when you see tanks coming down the street to impose an election result. Looks a little civil war to me. Fair? Yeah. Looks a little civil war to me. Yeah, I'll buy. Next up, we go to fighting the blitzkrieg of BS, who says uh, any statewide race that takes more than 12 hours to post results after the polls close will close will, quote unquote, magically swing for the Democrats. If your election lasts longer than 12 hours. Well, that's, <laughs> nice. that's nice. That is I will buy a, as long as a swing like this last election, as long as a swing doesn't absolutely guarantee their victory, they they will try to cheat. But Steve is right; They're, they they will cheat just to make things look less bad. It doesn't like even with the election, we all believe they cheated in this last election and they tried to steal it. No one has definitively shown down the numbers, shown the numbers that it what it actually looked, and we probably never will because nobody wants to. I'll sell. Um, I just think the margins will be too overwhelming that they can't swing them. Next, we go to Corey Cummings. Corey says, based on Steve's election prediction, specifically the governor's, um, that makes the likelihood of a convention of states happening soon closer to reality. Bye. Doesn't guarantee it. But it's, I could see it going either way. That's why. That's why I, <clears throat> I was probably just going to go the opposite of whatever you picked because I think it, I could see it going the uh, either way. I could see Republicans saying, "Well, now we don't want to do this. Now that we have power, we'll just you know fix it here," um, because they don't want to give you your power. That's why most Republicans screw you. That's why most of them don't kiss your ass anymore. Um, that's why Fox News has has turd, turds with corns in it bad polling. None of them want you to have the power. None of them do. They want you to show up, um, get together in a circle, and pleasure each other, watching Hannity get to the bottom of it with Lindsey Graham, and show up to vote, and then shut up and want nothing more, nothing less. <clears throat> Just own the libs and, and the pleasure and honor of voting Republican. Expecting nothing in return. Be grateful. Grateful that they call you for the booty call at 3 a.m. Otherwise, you just would have slept all night alone. So, I'm going to sell because you bought. Because I could also see Republicans saying, yeah, you know, about that, we really don't want to have this process that returns the, that turns the power over to you now that we think about it. But thank you very much. I could see it going either way. Nicholas Mitchell is next, who says the shows 1883 and Yellowstone have played a huge role in this American culture awakening. I have to sell because I'm not aware. I, I don't know much about either one of them. I've never I've, I've tried I've to watch of 1883. Neither have I. And I've tried to watch one episode of Yellowstone. And 
when it, when Kevin Costner basically started banging Christine Ohm. That's essentially what was going on there, right? Okay. I just kind of had to tap out and uh, moved on. So I'll buy. These are both fantastic shows. Um, and the ethos behind all of them is absolutely behind taking the country back. Okay. Uh, undeniably I so. Will, I have to sell because I have no frame of reference and I don't want to be held by Lindsey Graham. So I will defer to you. Artie McCall says, Tom Brady is Batman. You either die or retire the hero or you live, play long enough to become the villain. Brady has become the villain. Bye. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell. We haven't gotten to that point yet, but I, I can see why people feel this way. And hey, you know, very few people do what a John Elway did, win a Super Bowl and walk away. Like, do you remember Joe Namath, LA Rams? Few people remember that stuff. Most of these guys hang on for far too long it's all they've known their entire lives and in in many respects they are i'm not drawing you know an equivalency from a bravery standpoint but in some respects it's like the great scene in in the hurt locker when he's grocery shopping with his wife and kid and he just doesn't fit in to normal life and so it ends up with him going back into the uh the field of walking you know of looking for IEDs in Iraq because that's his happy place. That's where his purpose is. That's where he, he truly has an identity. And I think that's where a lot of these guys really struggle to have a life outside of this because it's been their entire life lives. It's been the driving source in their lives. Uh, and, and the reality is if they, if the Buccaneers come back and win a Super Bowl, which they could absolutely do, or even, even get to a Super Bowl, which they could absolutely do, then then the whole story will flip. It won't for people like you, Todd, but for the masses, the whole story will flip to, wow, Brady again with the laser-like focus and overcoming the ultimate distraction yeah, and adversity. Well, okay, My sports media is don't even, just just terrible, just dreadful how easily they can pivot like that. Listen, he this is a guy at his age, he's clearly capable because we know about him, dedicating himself to a level of... Bill Belichick, like, you will do as I say. His whole health regime and things like that. Like, this, he's not a stranger to discipline. He just doesn't want to be disciplined about this. And this is now uh, baby mama number two that he's walked out on. He's got kids with somebody else before this. Who I was didn't a, realize that. Who was an actress. Uh, and then he moved. I think the guy is a whitewashed tomb, and that's pretty clear. Wow. Didn't realize that. Next up, we go to Robert. On November 8th, the polls in Florida will close at 8 p.m. At 8.02 p.m., Ron DeSantis will be declared the winner. Uh, bye. Yeah. Bye. Yep. Yep. Kelly in Tennessee, the Phillies win the World Series. Bye. I could buy it. Yeah. The Eagles win the Super Bowl. I could buy that. I have an Eagles Super Bowl ticket. I own one of those, actually, that I bought in August, so I could buy it. Well, this is a much different decision, so I'm going to sell and take the field, but it's nothing personal against uh, the Eagles. It's a good story. And the Volunteers win the championship. I could buy all those things. Sure. I'll buy I, it. I, I, I don't think their defense in LSU's 2019 defense was not great by LSU standards, but it also had several NFL players on it. I don't think there are several NFL players on this Tennessee defense, but offensively, this is very reminiscent of LSU 2019. Very reminiscent. I don't know that they have a Clyde, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire level of back, but the receivers and the quarterback and everything else. I mean, Hendon, Hendon Hooker's career arc looks very similar to Joe Burrow. Again, another transfer quarterback was just 
kind of okay, pretty good. Where did good. he transfer from? Virginia Tech. Just kind of okay, pretty good, and then blew up. You know, I mean, it, there's a lot of similarities. Mm. A lot. Uh, Harper and Hurts for the MVP and Hooker for the Heisman. I could see all those things happen. Sure. Wow. Now, I'll six sell because the likelihood they all happen is low, but I also don't think that's a terrible parlay to bet by any stretch. Well, Harper for the World Series MVP? Yes. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I might actually look at that after the show. What are the odds if I ran that parlay? Bryce Harper, World Series MVP, Jalen Hurts, NFL MVP, and Hendon Hooker, Heisman Trophy winner. I don't think you can... You can't, can you can't, parlay individuals? You can't, you can't do that? Not okay. in Iowa. You can't do okay. for college football. You can't. Okay. Uh, we will move on. I love how Aaron knew more about that than you did. <laughs> Richard <laughs> Robert Sanchez says... I warned his mom. Day one, I warned his mom. She came up, gave me a hug. Thank you for bringing my baby home. I said... Steve, leave this to the professionals. You don't, you, don't know what, you don't know what you've done. All right? I'll be apologizing to you in a few years. Uh, Elon buying Twitter will do more short and long term to save the republic than the red tsunami. Well, yeah. Wait a minute! You uh, can, you can, you can. You, can yeah. you parlay? Can you parlay individuals? <laughs> well, oh you, you can for the Heisman. <laughs> he wanted to get the question on the table so he could do his research. That's great. Uh, let's see if he's planting questions now to feed his habit. We're trying to have a society here. Uh, let's see. Where is? I will sell. Jalen Hurts I'm, is I'm thirty-five gonna, to one. I'm gonna sell, even though I. Both are very important, but yes, but but I I I am, I think it's way too early to eject on Musk yet. But I love the idea of our people piling on him and pressuring him at all times. I think that is smart. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I I am more convinced Carrie Lake is bringing a woodshed than I am that because I think there's an I think I think Musk is like a lot of smart guys who aren't philosophically committed and and they think they're playing a certain game. Carrie Lake understands what time it is and that this is a mob that has to be crushed. And so I'm going to bet on worldview. And I, I mean, imagine, just look at what one DeSantis did the last couple of years. Just forget about Washington at all. Just forget about it at all. What if we just had, we came out of this election with two or three more DeSantis governors? Hell, one more. Like, if you're in Texas right now, you, got, you, you need to be rooting hard as hell for Carrie Lake. The pressure on Greg, look at the pressure Ron DeSantis put on Greg Abbott. Now imagine he's got, he's, he has squeezed between Carrie Lake and Ron DeSantis on a daily basis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet on worldview and conviction before I ever bet on anything else. So I'm going to sell on that. And the, Congress here, th- this has the potential, if its potential is maximized, to be, it, it will be the second American revolution. It will be. Lightning round here after we tell you about our friends over at Omega XL and give Aaron time to look up how to parlay individual award winners on his app. Uh, our friends at Omega XL, they have the all-natural anti-inflammatory solution for the chronic pain in your body that is likely causing that lingering achiness, stiffness, and soreness that just won't go away. Now, it, it, there's two reasons you have that. One, you have a clinical 
injury or condition and you should get, you know, treatment for that. The other is chronic and that is where too much inflammation is in your joints and that's where the all natural anti-inflammatory known as Omega XL, that's where it comes in. It is a product I use on a daily basis. I take it with me wherever I go. It's part of my post-workout routine. I can personally attest to its effectiveness. It's got three decades of clinical research backing it up in addition to my own testimony and if you want to try it today they are offering you buy one bottle get a second one for free when you go to omegaxl.com slash steve that's omegaxl.com slash steve or you can call them at 800-844-4888 that's 800-844-4888 we have a verdict uh you can indeed parlay team futures together but you cannot do the correlated parlays so it would be a correlation if the philadelphia (laughs) eagles and uh yeah and jalen hurts Hurts won the mvp so uh still might be worth looking into uh, for you steve next todd your thoughts I'm kidding. Go ahead, Aaron. There better be on Mondays. Ask me anything like with this. Stop with the alcohol. Stop with the gambling. Uh, uh, Tyler Helford. I'm sorry, Tyler. Uh, I'm going to light you up here and uh, do this one in a different voice. Actually, seeing as Advent hasn't started yet, it's not yet Christmas time. Bing. See this? He gets it exactly right. He understands the church calendar. This is, I mean, that's just a... Objectively true. I believe that we would be far better off as a society if we kept a little Christmas in our hearts year round. Do you have an advent calendar at home? I do. Yeah. Enough said, people. Yeah. Next, we go to Richard Hanging, who says, Nothing makes you feel more like a failure as a husband and father than not taking the trash out on trash day. Oh, I can think of a few things that would make you more of a failure. But that that is a fail, so I'll buy. Was that a metaphor, or was he being literal? I, I, I yes, yes, yes. That is a fail. If you fail to take out the trash on it, Trash if, Day, if that was said in a Clint Eastwood voice. I'm saying I'm buying. If you fail, you, you might be failing in some other more important things. True. That it is a fail. I I don't want to claim that it's anything but. I I can think of a few other things that might be more of a fail. All right, but um. Since the dude code demands that you always err on the side of scourging dudes even more rather than relenting and easing up on them, I will buy. Next, uh, Chuck Gregory says Patty Murray losing in Washington state would be the most shocking election result in 2022. Sell because it's already being discussed. I'll tell you what would be the most shocking result. And I and and I'm not predicting it, but if if I we can't bet election odds in Iowa, if you gave me like you know mm. five hundred to one, I'd, or I I would absolutely bet that. Yeah, you gonna say Grassley? No. Oh, the most no. Kim Reynolds is gonna carry a Surrey carcass over the finish line. But that would make it shocking. Yeah, uh, the most shocking result would be Chuck Schumer losing. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking New York in my head in the governor's yep. race, but that's even more. Yeah. Leadership. Yep. In my yeah. mind. Remember 94 when Tom Foley went down <laughs> to a guy named George Nethercutt? It was the first time a sitting speaker George had lost. Nethercutt. Remember that name? No. George Nethercutt was a nobody in Washington State who took out a sitting speaker of the House, Tom Foley, that had not happened, I believe, since like Reconstruction or something. And I think it's the only time it has happened in American history. Um, and that's the level of wave that that 
election hmm. produced. I think you're right. I don't. George Nethercutt took out Tom Foley, the Democratic Speaker of the House. I think Schumer it is. And so that to me would be the absolutely shocking result that I would not predict, I do not believe will happen. But I also, if you gave me enough odds and would I put 10 bucks on it? Hmm. I would. Yeah. To me, this submission is the closest to a hold just because of what we were talking about in, in hour one. There, there may be things that are not even on our radar right now that we haven't even considered that could happen. Mm. Christopher Malone says Lake Dixon and Mastriano all win their races and kick the FBI out of the state by February. DeSantis and Reynolds join in. I don't know sell. what that looks like, so I'm going to sell. Um, I, I don't know. I just don't know what that looks like. I don't know. I, I, I think, but I like, I like the way you're thinking, which is that it would, it's likely would happen with a consortium of Republican governors sort of acting as a syndicate. Yeah. yeah, Essentially, you know, um, De Gaulle, fishy France, you know, a country in occupation within a country. It would happen like that. I just don't know what it would look like. And that's really fast. So I will sell. And I don't think overtly kicking out out of the state right out of the gate is the right play. I think it's the right play with um, you. We have our police, too. And if you really want this smoke, we're going to give it to you. Yeah, I like the way you put that, too. Yeah. All right. That's it for this round of buy, sell or hold. We have more submissions coming up in overtime. All right. So make sure you're tuned into that. We're going to tape it right after the show today and then post it for you later today at blazetv.com slash dace. I teased it at the top. We might have a potentially optimistic take from Daniel Horowitz. Potentially. Coming up next. Stay tuned. There are so few options to avoid doing business with corporations that hate you and are not trying to undo your way of life. That's why when such an option presents itself, take full advantage. And one place that it has, thankfully, is with a product that we all have to use these days, our mobile phone. So make the switch to our friends over at Patriot Mobile. We finally did this about a year ago. I know, like a lot of you, we were like, we got multiple lines. It would just be a big hassle. Finally, when T-Mobile told us they're going to start censoring text on COVID that they don't like, that's when we tapped out. And we thought it was going to be a huge mess. It wasn't. Their customer service team did outstanding work. Then I kind of wondered, you know, like those, you know, Aaron Rodgers commercials. Was I just kind of getting the home team discount here because we're corporate partners with Patriot Mobile? And then I heard from a lot of you when you made the switch that they gave you excellent customer service as well. And so that makes me feel better in recommending that you can seamlessly do the same. You'll probably end up with the exact same network coverage you have now because pretty much everybody uses all the same towers these days. But now you'll be supporting directly a company that shares your values. If you're a veteran or first responder, let them know when you go to make the switch, they'll have even bigger savings for you. For the rest of us, a free activation when you use my name, Steve, as your offer code. When you go to patriotmobile.com slash Steve. Again, patriotmobile.com slash Steve, or just give them a call, 972-PATRIOT. Let's bring in the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, who may have potentially, potentially, uh, a loosely defined, perhaps, optimistic take on something. Good to see you again, Daniel. How are you, brother? Optimistic indeed, Steve. What a bright day. (laughs) 
look after every sunset. That was like, was that your Christian Bale impersonation from American <laughs> Psycho? Because that was very unnerving. Am I the only one that is truly frightened right now? <laughs> Listen, we all have our issues. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fantastic Simpson scene where Sideshow Bob is preparing to like blow up Springfield, but he's singing "I'm on Top of the World," looking down on yes, salvation. Yes, yeah, I've seen by that. The Carpenters. That was yes. the affect that Daniel <laughs> yes. just had. Yes, that was unnerving. The sun will rise November 9th on that morning. That, that was unnerving. I'll tell you that I, much. I, I'm I'm shook. I don't <laughs> I don't know where to go. Um, all right, let's start again. Good to have you back on the show, Daniel. Um, I, a week from yesterday is the election, and I I laid out a lot of my metrics for this audience, and and now the the Senate projection I had a couple weeks ago that is now the real clear politics Senate projection. Mm-hmm. It, it, and, and I tried to show our audience why I'm making predictions on places like Colorado, where I don't even know the name of the GOP governor nominee. I don't, I don't, I don't even know their name. I don't know. But I'm just looking at metrics. And what I see happening in this election nationwide is that essentially the Glenn Youngkin coalition from Virginia in 2021 that swung that state 12 points in one election. And that is the bringing home of, of suburban whites and marrying them with now that, that we that were lost under Trump and now marrying them to the rural whites that you gained under Trump. So putting those two bases together, they suffered about a two point drop in black turnout from 2020 to 2021. And Glenn Youngkin won by two points, a state that Joe Biden had just won by 10. That, that, I think that is what's going to happen across the country. I think that's your red wave. There will, there will be smarter, shorter black, smaller black turnout comprehensively, another couple of points probably, and then you'll marry those two bases. Here's what Glenn Youngkin did not have, Daniel. He only got 32% of the Hispanic vote in Virginia. That's, that's on par with what most Republicans get pretty much everywhere, 28 to 32, 33. What happens if Republicans get like 40, 45? I think that is possible. And that's where we get into red tsunami territory. And that's where you look at a state like a Colorado, where 12% of the electorate there is Hispanic. Now, maybe they're Doobie Brothers, man. And, and they're, they are the, they're, the, they're the outlier Hispanics that just love the hammer and the sickle and are taking their kids to the Bearded Lady Act. They might. I don't know. You know, I live in Colorado. That might be true. Okay. But that's not what we're going to see from Hispanics nationwide. That's why New York is so much in play right now and a lot of these other places. And I think that is the dynamic of this election. We are taking the Yunkin coalition of 21 that swung 12 points in one state in one year. And keep in mind, as I said, Daniel, in the first hour, the issues that we are systemically talking about now up here were about right here in 2021. They were on the ascend. They hadn't reached the summit they're at right now of critical mass. Okay. And so, we take the Yunkin coalition and then you add in a historic migration of Hispanic voters to the Republican Party and you're going to unlock winnable races and places that weren't even thought about or analyzed three to six months ago. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Steve, that was before the Zelensky level uh, inflation, which mm-hmm. is really the 800 pound gorilla in the room, as well as crime. That was before Republicans finally after eight years, by the way, took my advice. If you run on crime, you can't lose. It has its effect. Um, nobody wants that. And, you know, Steve, Steve, how many stories have I written about like rapists, five time convicted guys getting out the fifth time? And I was like, if you only run ads on this, you'll win in blue states. But it looks like they finally taking my, my advice. I think where you're going to see what you're saying come true, the perfect storm most manifest. If I had to say one state to look out for, it's Nevada. 
Nevada, it is very conceivable that Republicans could flip it from all blue to all red, meaning that they could win every statewide office. They could win, flip every congressional district. So right now they have one out of four. Democrats overextended themselves with redistricting, so they don't have a perfect Vegas district. They splice it up three ways. And in some years that could help them, but this year the whole thing looks like it's gonna collapse. They're actually behind in the polls on three of the four. Emerson has them ahead by just two in the last district. Um, they could flip both legislative chambers as well, certainly the Senate, that's in play, because there you have the white working class, but also the Hispanic working class, the service industry that was crushed mm -hmm. by a very severe lockdown in Nevada. Um, the Hispanic vote obviously looms very large in that state. I think they could win the majority of the Hispanic vote in that state in particular, not necessarily in Colorado or elsewhere, but certainly in that state. So I think that is where you're gonna see it. Um, what you also have here is this, we lived through 2010 and 2014, where you saw Republicans have pretty high watermarks of state control um, and also federal control. They got to 247 seats in the House in 2014, which is the highest they've ever gotten since 1932, 1929 election. And the thing with that is, back then, at the end of the day, Obama was personally popular. At the end of the day, there was a core blue firewall mm -hmm. to vote for him and sustain him. And, and I remember my first observation after the day after in 2010, I was like, like he's going to get too high a black turnout for Mitt Romney to win Wisconsin, for example, places it, like that. Exactly. Yeah. I was happy, but very disappointed, too, because I was hoping the blue firewall would crack. It didn't really. They ran the table on all the swing presidential states, governors, senators, congressmen. Um, but for the most part, the blue firewall held. The reason why this might not is because there's nothing to vote for. So, for example, young people liked Obama, people 18 to 26 at the time. Mm -hmm. People 18 to 26, I'm sure you saw the poll. Oh, the 10% approval or whatever, or very favorable? 7% yeah. strongly approve. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem, because traditionally it was an unreliable voting block. Recent years with election month or season, so you have 50 million days to turn people out. They've gotten them out. That is going to collapse on them. You also and remember that was one of their canards to explain the incongruencies of 2020. That was one of their lies. Well, Trump just turned out all these young voters for mail-in ballots that they, they could just vote mail-in and online. And he turned all these young voters who hate him out. And that's why there's all these incongruencies. That was one of their cover stories in 2020, remember? Yep, and you don't have Trump, obviously, as the foil now, so you can't talk about that. You also look, Gallup has a long-running poll dating from uh, the election of 1974. And there's a question, are you satisfied with what's going on in the U.S.? Just the general satisfaction question. Okay, this is what Robert Cahaley was t telling me on my show. Just generally, people are like, it's all bad. It's mm -hmm. Everything's upside down. So just 17% are satisfied that's less than 2010, and even 1994 was 30% still still felt that way. Economic conditions, negative 35, that mm. even sur surpassed um, 2010, and obviously in 94, the economy was actually pretty, pretty decent, and Republicans still won. So that would all point to the map that you've been putting out. I, I do believe that there still is more idolatry than we had before. I do believe in the states where there's significant early voting, 
it could work against some of the late surges in states like Washington State or Colorado. Mm -hmm. um, and in Colorado particularly, uh, you have a degree of rhinoism from the Senate candidate that I've seen firsthand some, um, it might be a confirmation bias of my audience, but people that are like, I'm not voting for the guy. So aside from that, I agree with your full assessment. Which brings us to what you and I were talking about privately yesterday. And this now gets us to the, from a Daniel Horowitz perspective, potentially <laughs> optimistic take that if the map I am suggesting is anything close to fruition a week next week, there may be a unique opportunity here to get rid of some of the cancerous leadership in, within the national GOP. Walk our audience through that. I'm shocked no one's talking about this. It's right out in front of us. There's a reason why Mitch McConnell didn't want to support all these Senate candidates. It's the very reason we should be pushing them to fight for a leadership election. He felt that he would rather lead in hell than follow in heaven. So mm -hmm. he'd rather have a minority uh, where he's minority leader than not be the leader in majority. Well, you now have Blake Masters in Arizona. You have Herschel Walker in Georgia. You have Bulldog for sure in New Hampshire. Um, and you have uh, Kelly Shabaka in, in Alaska. She pulls it out there over Murkowski. Um, these are all individuals who now are not beholden to, um, to Mitch McConnell. And I might be forgetting one there. I'm blanking out, but it's at least those. Then you have in North Carolina, we forget. Vance, Ted Masters, you mentioned both of them. Oh, Vance. J.D. Yes. Vance, that was the one. That's for sure. J.D. Vance, I can't believe I've forgotten. Ted Budd in North Carolina, mm -hmm. as opposed to Richard Burr, that's a big pickup, actually. No mm -hmm. one's talking about that because mm -hmm. it's officially R to R. Um, Eric Schmidt, everything I hear about him, Attorney General of Missouri running for Senate, certainly a huge um, uh, increase in, in, in uh, at least from an ideological perspective from our side, uh, relative to Roy Blunt, who was literally McConnell's deputy mm -hmm. for many, many years. Mm -hmm. So you're talking already there, seven new incoming people all in one class that are not beholden to him and are downright against him, depending on who you're talking about, tethered with maybe a handful of those already there. Now, that's a not, not enough to get to 28 or so that you would need to win a conference leadership race, but that's enough to get on the map Make it that maybe a guy like a Rick Scott, I mean, he's not where you and I are, but I think we'd all agree that's a fresher start with more potential than a Mitch McConnell. Um, it's missing just one more ingredient that I yes, think. Yes, I would make rather it much if it, RSV or cancer, your choice. Yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly yeah. the point. And look, at least Rick Scott put out a platform, mm -hmm. might have not been exactly it's the from way 1996. You and I would write it. But it's it's better than anything that Mitch McConnell would offer us by and Mitch legions. McConnell, yeah. you know, really was ticked at him because he's ideologically opposed to ever having an ideology. Yes. So he polices that you're not allowed <laughs> to believe in anything. Right. It's like what the heck, Rick Scott's telling voters what we believe in. So I think there's another there's factor here. Man. It may prompt Trump to put his thumb Trump. on the scale, which is this what is, we really he, need here. He could have more influence. I've said this so many times doing things like that outside the presidency than even being president. Great stuff, my friend. We'll do it again next week. All right, take care. God bless. Same to you. I told you. Did he live up to the billing? It was potentially. Potentially optimistic. Potentially.
Is that possible? Like, are the metaphysics of that sound? It happened. Now, Daniel presented, I mean, you got to swim in alligator-infested moat and scale a tall building in a single bound. But, but he said, if you did those things, (laughs) there could be a payoff. Daniel, brought to you by our friends over at Rough Greens. Um, It means more than just food and water for your pet. Uh, The health and happiness of your pet is a big deal to your family because it's a big deal. Your pet is to your family. Did you know, though, that chances are the store-bought food that you are bringing home for your pet was stripped of a lot of the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that your pet needs? And it's the same reason they do it to a lot of the food that we bring home from the store. And that's why we're taking so many supplements these days. Mass distribution. They want those things on the shelves longer and more often. That's why we've got to put supplements in our diet. Now there's one for your pet. It's called Rough Greens. It's the supplement powder that you mix in with your pet's food. And with that one simple act, you've helped to restore a lot of the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients stripped away from your pet. And we want to get you started on this. We are so confident it's a good product. We're going to offer you the first 14-day Jumpstart bag for free to get you started. You pay for the shipping. All right. You pick up the lesser expense because you'll be more invested and pot committed at that point than if we just do it all for you. But we'll pick up the bigger expense with the shipping when you go to roughgreens.com. See if you don't see a difference in your pet in two weeks or less. R-U-F-F roughgreens.com or call them at 833-ROUGH-DOG. Gentlemen, thoughts on the conversation with Daniel or final thoughts in general? Well... Regarding Daniel's optimism, I, I go back to the beginning of the show and when Aaron pull, pulled out the strawberry chocolate vanilla voice. <laughs> when there is, and my point about the transgendering of everything, of argument, you're just, you're not allowed to say this is real at in a way that corners anybody anymore. They will simply say, no, it's not. You know, with children, when they, all of us as parents have dealt with that with our own children, but ultimately, you know, we kind of hold all the the Trump cards. First, an adult who does not want to be tethered to reality in any way, that's why even, that's the best, that's why the, that's the best Daniel can do right there, is because you, objective data, rhetorical argument, political realities, they, they are unmoved by all these things. That's a problem. Indeed it is. I agree with Daniel. It's surprising, and I, I don't even know why I haven't thought about it uh, as much either. An entire large crop of, of people who owe nothing to Mitch McConnell. That's a pretty valuable thing. Mm-hmm. Folks, we're still going to need something really dramatic, and I'm talking about more dramatic than just a change in leadership in in both chambers. Whether that's shutting the government down, I think that's the uh, in order to force through some um, administrative changes, whether that's through uh, the EPA or whatever Granholm's um, uh, entire administration is just to bring down the cost of gasoline and bring down the barriers for the use oil companies as well. Whether it's something like that, which I think is the I still don't think is probably going to happen, but I think it's within within uh, reasonable you can think of it, you can see it happening. We're still going to have to uh, have to have something like that happen uh, for this consummation that we're looking for of a relationship between a large jump to uh, the GOP from uh, Hispanics. We're still going to need something uh, like that to happen for that to be, I guess, uh, consummated is, is the word that you've used, Dave. 
We're going to stick around, do a little bonus buy, sell, or hold for our Blaze TV subscribers in the overtime. For the rest of you, we'll see you tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck, right here on Blaze TV. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.